Welcome back to In Our Issues, a podcast where we talk about what it's like being in the shoes of people with mental health issues. This week, depression. We talk about navigating the unbearable sadness. Without further ado, here is the IOI crew. Hello, guys. Welcome back to In Our Issues. Thank you. Uh, Bill has made a little bit of peanut art. Um, And we have Avatar Aang and Avatar Roku with us today. Which is pretty dope. Um, they have, we have their we have we have their elemental blessing. So Yay. today, and we're gonna need it because today we're talking about depression. Yay! Yeah, depression. Which is great for me because I'm low energy today. And what so. else would you want to talk about going into a three day weekend? Nothing else, bro. Right. Yeah. Depression is the biggest part. So I'm going to bring probably absolutely nothing of merit to this conversation. Perfect. Today, yeah. So me neither. Wait. I don't know what I don't even I've never been depressed in my life. Dude. Playing the role of Bill today will be Amanda. <laughs> bringing nothing. <laughs> <to the conversation. laughs> All right. If we're doing that, who am I playing? I love I'll play that. the role of uh, I'll play the role of Avatar Aang. I'm there an airbender now. Nobody yeah. can play the role of me i'm like the kid that nobody liked in school but his parents had a really cool basement and they'd let you come and hang out (laughs) that's the only reason i get to do the podcast (laughs) you're the your basement bill that's who he is bill's house let me fuck it up (laughs) he won't care well i wanted to start great content you guys (laughs) yeah this is this is this is this is authentic i love it in our issues content right here so I wanted to start with defining it. Um, I think oh, all, all three of us, despite our joking, have experience with depression. And I think that most of the population does. I have met people who claim to have never been depressed in their life. And I'm like, What's suddenly like? I'm suddenly I'm just like, can I trust you? Right? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm just like. So this is not who we tell my funny stories to because they will not understand them. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. If someone said that to me, it really stymie conversation going forward. I, yeah, I mean, it's just it's the kind of thing where like, <laughs> I'm the, sorry, your peanuts are just they're just so funny. They're just again, hanging from your mind. Why did you? <laughs> I didn't even notice he did that. Uh, so whoever's not watching YouTube right now, he just put fastened peanuts to his microphone. So he has magnets inside of the peanuts, and he. I think. I don't know how he's done this because it doesn't look like the peanuts are even opened. Pretty cool, huh? So I'm so confused how this is even happening. And how are they magnetic? I don't know. But he has literally literal magnetic peanuts. Like it just hanging out in this place. Yeah, he has, they are hang. They are literally hanging from his microphone. So go to YouTube and watch. They're not hanging. They're wild. magnetized. There's a right. magnetic field. Holding. I don't know how you do that because they look like they've never been yeah. opened. Anyways, you back know, to the you know what they the look like? They look like uh, chrysalises for like yeah. butterflies. Yeah. Right? Like, really great, great yeah. visual, great visual. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, big peanut. Okay. So moths. So to depression. Cure de- to cure your depression here today, we have to talk about the we have magnetic to talk peanuts. About the magnetic peanuts, bro. <laughs> what is depression? Well, it's a state brought on by a sequence of neurons firing in the brain to create a downward spiral. Oh wow! I do want to. Oof. I do want to highlight. Yeah. The neuron comment. Yes. Because I think a lot of times when we talk about depression or anxiety or like mental illness we look at like the chemical imbalance which is a part of a very outdated medical model Mm -hmm. of which there is straight up we don't do that anymore do we um a lot of people still do Mm -hmm. yeah they still talk about chemical imbalance though it is um an aspect of mental health it's not everything um that kind of rhetoric was pushed by big pharma because Mm -hmm. if they could give you a pill to help out 
you know, yay, we have a cure all kind of thing. Absolutely. So the chemical imbalance rhetoric yeah. was really pushed. Um, and it is still like, it's, it's, you know, it's still a part of it, but it's not the whole piece to the puzzle. It can be a sense. contributing factor. Yeah. But I like, can you repeat the definition one more time for us? It's a state brought on by a sequence of neurons firing in the brain to create a downward spiral. And that's, I think that's really important because the neurons are really important and that's what plays a part here mm-hmm. just real depression. quick they they control everything yeah. they're the gates to everything mm-hmm. every and thought so we have. is a fun thing i like to call neuroplasticity right where yes. we can build and change our neurons there's actually exactly. good news on that front yes. which is cool which is great. we need to talk about that at some point especially when looking at trauma but continue nathan hell yes um more topics for the dream team. Yeah. So the, what is a downward spiral? Well, that's a sequence of, a, that's a sequence of thoughts that, uh, that um, it's off. You can call it catastrophizing. Too. You can call it October um, if you're me. Cause. <laughs> but it's like, that's seasonal effective disorder. It's off. It's often brought on by anxiety or um, just th- things that just unpleasant feelings that compound and snowball. So, you don't really feel sad. It's more like numb and things that you love start to give you no joy. When you say you, do you mean you? Cause that's not how I feel when I'm depressed. I'm sad as fuck. I will okay. cry and cry and cry for okay. no reason. And in fact, when I was dealing, learning how to deal with it, I called it the uh, unbearable sadness. I had no idea what it was or why, yeah. but it would come over me and I would just lose it. Yeah. I think there are certain criteria that you have to fit. To be in order to be considered depressed, sure. yeah, because it is an act, and I just do want to like preface this and start out by saying that it is an actual thing that like mental illness uh-huh. that people deal with. It's not just oh, I'm, I'm, you know, upset or like I don't feel like doing anything today. Like mm-hmm. though, people say sit, use depression and say, oh, I'm depressed yeah. when they really just mean like they're down and out. Um, it is a serious, serious thing. And I will say it's really funny. I was, this is just a funny tidbit. I was talking to my therapist a few weeks ago and I was like, I just literally, I don't find joy in anything anymore. Like everything I used to enjoy, I don't like everything feels like a chore. It feels like a job. Like I just don't feel like doing anything, like even going to a concert or going to an open mic night or like writing poetry, which is stuff that I love doing normally. It just, it just feels like work it just feels like something i don't want to do like i don't really care about anything like i don't and i was like i don't know what's going on and yeah. she's like yep. she looks at me she goes amanda that's depression yeah <laughs> you just read the dsm to yourself and, and i said Whoa. yep so that's what it is so the hallmark of depression yes sadness can be a part of that the point i was trying to make is that what is that like things don't give you joy and you feel like what Amanda just said in the sense that depression, you, yes, it like unbearably. So you can be sad and it can cause, and it can be a part of that, but it's a hallmark is that the things that you love give you no joy and you feel just directionless and just stagnant. So it's 100%. It's when I say you don't feel sad, I didn't word that in the best way. What I meant to say was that the numbness is definitely a hallmark mm, of yeah. depression. Um, your energy is gone. It's hard to concentrate on things. You can feel anxious. All the things that would help don't seem fun. You don't want to hang out with friends. You don't want, like, you have no, like, 
pat no passion to create no like and you don't even feel the desire to do things that you just love more than anything and it sucks <laughs> um because that uh i've just i've spent um i've spent a, you know a chunk of my life depressed and it's um after coming out of it um and finding the love to do the things that you love again it's so gratifying and what? so eye-opening but it's can you know you, can you tell us kind of i don't know if you want to go here yet but yeah um can you tell us how you kind of worked your way out of that feeling yeah so that is going to be uh, section two, which okay, is coming cool, up. Cool, cool, awesome. But I will on that on that note. So we're I will gonna touch on it later, folks. On that note, I will say that uh, it depends. Uh, working your way out of a depression is not easy, and I can't say that I have a. I can't say that I have the a reliable cure all method. Right. You know, yeah. it's just sometimes. I've needed one of my good friends to hype me up and motivate me or inspire me. Sometimes I've needed to take a walk and read a book and escape for a bit and find, and find creativity and passion again. Sometimes, sometimes I, and sometimes I needed like just a shift in perspective and I needed just, I needed words to describe what was going on with me that allowed me to reframe everything and try to want then try to care again it's not like a, i have a cure all like statement answer to that but i do have a section coming up here called like combating okay depression that we cool. can that we will get into awesome um so basically um the final points i want to make is on what it is, is that the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system are to blame for what's going on. Story of my fucking life. So <laughs> my brain's in trouble now. <laughs> Jesus. Basically the way that we think and the way that we feel become imbalanced. And so like the prefrontal cortex is where the thinking, the thinking happens. Brain. The limbic system is where the feeling happens. And when those two things are out of balance and out of whack, depression happens because we have to be doing both of them in yeah. order to function. I don't know what the relative optimally. sizes of these things are, but my thinking brain sometimes will be like, hey, could we? And my limbic brain will be like, no! Yeah. <laughs> I think, too, good. like... That's a very good limbic system impression, by yes. the way. Thank you. And as... As trauma survivors as well, I think that's something to put into perspective because a lot of times we will be operating from a limbic system place. And when we were operating from that limbic system place, sometimes we won't have access to our prefrontal cortex. Yes. When you are in a fight or flight response or when you're triggered or when you're outside of your window of tolerance. Yep. And then you you, can't grow. You you don't have any access to, you have little access to the prefrontal cortex, to the thinking brain and to you know, fleshing through things rationally. I'm supposing you mean physiologically, your brain's pathways rewire a little bit in that instance to not let you get to the front part. Cause your body f- like is flooded, um, mm-hmm. with specific things, um, that I 
don't have access to in my brain right now because I'm so like out of it. You're a little out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's been a long day, but um, yeah. So it's just your system gets overwhelmed and shuts off access because it's just your survival mode is kicking in. So like back in the caveman days, we didn't, we didn't like think about thinking. We just ran away from what was causing us fear. And we ran away until we couldn't run away anymore or until we came in contact with community or we felt safe again. And that's when our thinking brain came back online. So it's kind of a similar thing as that. That seems counterintuitive to where evolution ought to be. Ought to be (laughs) going straight to your thinking brain when you're in crisis. You know, but basic, but I guess it's, well, it's your, it's it's, anxiety. Well, yeah, anxiety which caught which the anxiety and uh, worry that can ca- that is indicative of depression that can cause depression is like um, it's our bo- our body is trying to protect itself like it's the, ang- the anxiety that causes th- these things that that causes you, you to worry you're like it's it's your body's instinctual reaction to protect yourself it's how it's how it's how we've like it's how we can we can we can come up with We're, what we can we can figure out what might happen in the worst case scenario in a situation that is appropriate that can prevent that from happening you know what i'm saying like i get the coping mechanisms are your brain's way of trying to worrying is a coping mechanism it's Mm -hmm. weird it's weird to think about but if we're not worrying then like worrying is it's not it's not a it's not an effective (laughs) coping mechanism it it tends you tend to just you can you can just stay and worry but it's your brain trying to figure out how to avoid being hurt. Yeah, just ask my OCD. Hello, I'm in his OCD. Six times in a row and turn around and tap the table. I don't have that type of like OCD, but that's that's oh. a topic for another day. I'll give Hello, Amanda's OCD. How's yes. your limbic system doing today? It's shot to hell. Um, shot to hell? But I do How's the devil say, doing? <laughs> he's doing fine. He's wearing lace lace underwear. Um, Bro, oh, again? Last time I saw him, he was like, he was talking about buying some. So like, I will I'm say, glad he though, got it. I do, I do want to do wanna make a comment as well and say that... Um, with the way that my depression manifests, um, my anxiety is very limited when I finally reach the depression point. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. sometimes people have depression without any anxiety at all. So I think that's important to yeah throw in there as well. Anxiety is just is uh, anxiety separate. like worrying too much can cause you to find yourself in a state where. Uh, you feel like nothing is worth it, which cut, which is, you know, very indicative of depression. And then like with me, your anxiety could actually be OCD, which was a, uh, kind of a breakthrough in my journey. So that's something that we could probably talk about later. Yeah. Cause I want to hear that, but not now. Yeah. 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 So the point is, is that like, um, worrying is a coping mechanism, but it's not very effective yeah that's why um, thought stopping is so powerful in like, terms of like depression when you're like going down that rabbit hole yeah. and you're going down that like just mm-hmm. like negative thought loop yeah you know that we'll probably talk about that in the in the in the other section but yeah yes if you're worried about something um it's your your body's probably trying to protect itself if you're worrying too much about something that's when it becomes a problem yeah so basically um how do we so i wanted to ask we've actually kind of covered this before we before we're about to get into the how do we combat it 
Um, but I, I wanted to, I, I have a point here to ask what you got, what your guys' experiences with depression have been, but we've kind of been touching on that. Anything you'd want to add? Um, I have, uh, attempted on a handful of times. Mostly I've been on my own by myself. Loneliness is probably one of my biggest sources of depression. That's why I like reconnecting with friends has been just like a godsend to me recently. Yeah, I mean, I've had to, I've basically been depressed my entire life. I don't remember ever a time not being depressed, if we're being honest. Um, Damn. I still don't. I still don't. And I know there's people out there like that, that too. Yeah. So I just wanted to represent for my community. Um, and yeah, Respect. I've had, I've had, you know, unaliving ideation. Yes, I me have too. I've had unalive attempts. Um, mm. and never actually been hospitalized for anything. Yeah, me neither. Weirdly enough. Um, and never been in like an inpatient facility or anything like that. Okay. You didn't have to say I've done a partial. Huh? You didn't have to say weirdly enough. Well, it was just for me, it was weirdly enough because I should have. I mean, it sounds like you're throwing shade. No, 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 no. I'm saying for me, like, because I was struggling so much at the time, like, like I'm surprised at my journey that I didn't. Like, that's why I'm saying I'm weirdly sorry. enough. I, I interpreted that as, hey, somebody should have been taking care of me. Yeah, that too. Okay. Yeah, somebody yeah, should have. Somebody, yeah, somebody should have been taking care of me and paying attention and been like, hey, l- like, get her some help. Yeah. Um, but no, that was not necessarily, you know, my, my, my situation. Got you. I'd say if if I were to add anything to this, uh, um, I have had bouts of my life where, um, just hope was at an all time low and I didn't have anything to look forward to. Which that's really important, guys. If you Boom, always, always incredibly important. have something to look forward to, otherwise it's it. it gets well, let me operate from a person that's going through depression right now. Oh, bet having something to look forward to sounds freaking exhausting. Oh yeah. Well, what, how so? Like if I plan a tr- like if I plan a trip, if Fair I enough. plan a concert, if I plan to hang out with anybody, like I'm supposed to go to my friend's house on Sunday to like hang out and like have a barbecue or whatever. I don't feel like doing it because it just feels like. Here's what it got. it's almost like depression makes you stop enjoying things that are fun. Exactly. So you're right. And I get that um, where I was going with something to look forward to. It could be a football game on Saturday. I've used that many times. Yeah, what I do is eating food on my couch, watching podcasts. There you go. That's my, okay. what I look forward to. I'm calling yeah. with my cat and hanging out with my boyfriend. That's my, what I look forward to because it's low key, it's low energy and it still brings me a lot of joy. I've, I've, that's actually been a huge thing for me is finding small bouts of joy and like little things, which I've been doing a lot more of since I haven't been going and experiencing things a lot because of my depression. Okay. I then find joy in like food and movies. That's important stuff that will serve you the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, I can, I have my own little set of joys. I, um, my drum set is my best friend. If I'm Mm, feeling, if I'm feeling like, cause it gives me that exercise as well as it just requires my whole brain to focus on something. I get in that flow state. Making music is something I can do. I can just, I can just sit down and do when I just to, to get, and also writing lyrics and, Mm. and stories, um, just, creating something out of whatever it is I'm feeling 
is a gratifying way to not just, you know, excavate myself out of the depression, but like take what I'm feeling documented in a productive way that might help somebody else, you know? Yeah. I think that's really powerful too. Cause it's also cathartic and it's really therapeutic to do that. It Absolutely. Really and it's cool for me too, as a writer, because I'm able to, Sorry, there's a fly in here. We've got, a, we've got a buzzing friend in here. He's only going to live for two weeks, and most of it's going to be That's in this That's a murder room. hornet. <laughs> um, oh, they're a lot smaller than I thought they were. Yeah, it's a baby. But um, as a writer, it's really interesting for me to go back at stuff that I've wrote in, like, because I would say, like, right now I am depressed, but not as bad as I have been in the past. And I think a lot of it now is just, like, burnout, um, which we should do a whole episode on personally. Oh, my God, yeah. yes. Oh, um, my fucking God. But it's so, yeah, it's so funny going back and looking at my old writing and, like, seeing where I was and, like, how bad it was and, like, how, what I sounded like at the time. It's just, like, a little, like, uh, time capsule. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, which is yeah. why it's really cool to, like, document that kind of stuff. Because you can really it, look back and see. Write it document it and it helps me too with like my memory stuff about the past because yeah. i don't remember any of my childhood but i journaled all the time like that was my main coping oh, mechanism yeah, for go. my depression and there for my go. trauma and so like i'll look back at like journals that i had when i was like seven and it would be like why does my mommy and daddy hate me and, like oh all this kind God. of stuff yeah and it's just like so Man, sad but it's that it's, makes me want to cry. I know. It's really sad, but also, like, it's really, really validating <sighs> to me. Yeah. Like, it's extremely validating because of the narratives that I heard from my parents. Like, oh, you had a great childhood kind of thing, you know, like parents like to do. Um, uh-huh. maybe, You're maybe, never on our Maybe way. just my parents, but. Uh, <laughs> you were easy. <laughs> right. Um, but no, and then I look back and I realize, okay, at that moment when I was a kid, like, I also felt that way. So it's really, really extremely validating. And I think it was really helpful for me personally. Like, yeah, it's sad, but to me, it's <clears> exciting. <throat> Totally agree like, with you. Cool. This is a puzzle piece that was missing that I can plug in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's gratifying. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I hope you guys all heard my back just crack because it was did. awesome. I'll be sure to boost the bass or, and, and <laughs> just make it like loud as fuck. Um, so basically, um, I want to move into how do we combat depression? Um, unless Bill, do you have anything you want to add about your experiences with depression? Cause Amanda shared quite a bit and I was wondering if you wanted to know. Yeah, please keep me from talking so much. <laughs> every episode I'm like, bitch, stop talking to myself. See, then don't like, don't, don't, don't think that way. I know we, I have to stop shaming myself. I'm so negative in my brain about myself. It's just what happens to people with mental illness, dude. Yeah, it's the thing. It's totally a thing. What? What are we talking about? Depression? Yeah, depression. What's your experience? Uh, well, I told you something. Oh, the overwhelming sadness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, years of that shit. So. Yeah. It's, do you know what would bring it on or like how no. you would get out of it? No. No. Yeah. See, that's how it be. That's how it be. You know, those mood swings, you know, some for me, I don't know if it's triggers or actual fluctuations in my brain or both, but sometimes I'm just down and I can't explain why. And that's, those are the worst, (laughs) but it's, it's good because, um, you know, I, I have, I have some, I have some, I can have some satisfying conversations with some friends that can get me back in, into a, into a, into a a sort of working mode. So I think there's, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's a difference in, um, God damn it. You're good. You can think you, uh, not this morning. Um, (laughs) clinical depression yes and a situational 
depression, depression that is driven by an event or events in your life that Mm -hmm. is appropriate to be depressed about. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, for me in the pervasive depression, there wasn't anything I could go to that was going to get me out of it. Right. And especially because in your case with your specific illness, it's a part of it. Like that's just something that happens. Yeah. 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 It sucked. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So how do we combat it? Well, there's a couple things we can do. First, expressing gratitude. Expressing gratitude creates serotonin production, which allows you to overcome bad habits. Serotonin is pretty good for that. And you're also building new neural networks when you practice gratitude every day. It's kind of like the the law of attraction that people use. Mm-hmm. Like when you... There's our friend. Like when you... Like for me, when I got a red car. I was like, wow, look at how many red cars there are on the road, right? Because you have a red car. you well, I, Confirmation because, bias. Yeah, exactly. And gratitude <clears throat> for me works in a lot of that way. It's just like if I'm always appreciating the good, then I'm starting to see the good a lot more. Because it took me a long time. Because that's kind of what fueled my depression was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. I was I lived in an environment that was very negative all the time. You know, my parents yes. are very negative people. So yeah. I was always looking for the I negative. Was in a if, I were, situation. If, if I would like to bang my toe on something accidentally, I would just beat myself up about it, you know? And yeah, it's just dude, like, oh, and I'd be like, oh, of course mm. this happened to me. Like I have the worst luck yeah. ever, right? Yeah, that's what but I was that's taught why, to. Right, that's why gratitude and like affirmations are so extremely important. And I've kind of like leaned into that aspect of my spirituality and my journey. You you taught me this a long time ago. And I used this with somebody I met uh, just this weekend. He had a project that he did in front of a bunch of people. And it's like, eh, I don't think I did a good job and someone that was there was like you did a great job and i'm like okay full stop repeat that to yourself five times yeah my my old therapist actually taught me something that could be really beneficial for everybody um Uh is that when somebody gives you a compliment or something good happens to you quite literally and physically celebrate it get up and dance give yourself a pat on the back yes sit there allow yourself to feel it so then you are able to take compliments and celebrate yourself in that way get those even chemicals it, going even if it looks super silly like even if you're getting up in the, and you're dancing and you're like i feel like really stupid your body is remembering that and mm-hmm. holding on to that kind of stuff yeah. and you're building new neural networks the more you do that which i think is really really important same thing with gratitude mm-hmm. if you're having if you have a gratitude practice every single day you'll start noticing more and more and more things that you're grateful for just it's true even you're if exactly you force right. yourself yep. and i want to say do it especially if it's silly, do it. Yeah. We need more silly in this world. And the the a really important thing about incorporating any kind of new practice into your life is when you're experiencing depression, adding something new into your already existing, you know, life feels daunting, right? So it's important to add in these kind of little things while mm. you're already doing other things so it doesn't feel like you're adding anything into your daily routine. Like, oh, I have to sit down and do my gratitude practice. That's really Instead, wise. Instead, while you're brushing your teeth because it's a task you have to do, say what you're grateful for in the mirror. Give yourself affirmations in the mirror, yeah. right? While you're Instead doing of sitting something. sitting down being like, I have to do this. It's right, like while you're doing something else so then you can one multitask do two things at once and it doesn't feel like you're adding something in deliberately it just feels like you know it just feels like a part of your that makes a lot of sense. and the way right. i can make myself do that is by putting a post-it note on my bathroom mirror 
Mm-hmm. So that every time I brush my that's teeth, smart. that's smart. And then if any of y'all think that would help you out, go for it. Yes. Not on my bathroom mirror, you freaks. You can also <laughs> write on mirrors. You can also write on mirrors with expo markers. It's pretty cool. And then the cool thing about that is too, is like every time you do that practice, you, because your brain will build that neural network. Then every time you brush your teeth, you'll feel excited because Bet. brushing yeah. brushing my teeth, which I need to f- do this for myself now that we're talking about it. Because brushing my teeth is the hardest thing for me to do Dude, every same. single day. Flossing it's is even so worse. Flossing is the worst. It's so it I'm takes so much dedication. I'm lucky if I brush my teeth, let alone fucking floss. I don't think I've Dude. flossed in a year. Oh my god! Please, no, I actually flossed last week. I lied. Okay. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, please do it. I don't want you to. I don't want you to end up with a. But like there was the, tooth pain and <laughs> right, right, right. Take care of yourselves. But there was this really funny TikTok I saw that was like, ew, like some girl was saying, ew, people really like get so depressed they don't brush their teeth and then the girl said people unalive themselves rebecca yeah goddamn like this is like people get brushing so depressed teeth. they don't want to live can we talk about how brushing teeth is the like the shallowest of this like a possibility exactly. like you know like yeah. yeah that's crazy but yeah so that's, those good habits yeah, like finding those good habits very important um i also wanted to say exercise alters brain activity during sleep actually which decreases anxiety improves mood and gives you more energy so if you exercise if you exer- if you exercise and then go to sleep you'll your sleep will be more productive and give you more chemicals that are going to be healthy for you it's going to encourage you to get up do more exercise and just keep that healthier routine it's totally a thing let me add this little tidbit in about myself because I was never an exercise type of person. I'm not a gym girly. Like mm-hmm. I never was like yeah. into any of that stuff. Or exorcisms, not into exorcisms either. Like, and I thought the rhetoric around it was like I understood that it like made sense, but I was like, me going to the gym is not going to change my life. Me going to the gym is like, yeah, it's going to help me out a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. you know whatever. Like I didn't really believe that it was going to make as much of a difference as it actually does let me tell Mm -hmm. you all this i cannot even believe the difference (laughs) that it makes in my life i'm not kidding you um because i struggled with ocd very very badly to the point where like i was very unhealthy i became a very unhealthy weight got it Um, got it so you know, my boyfriend started like, you know, convincing me like to go to the gym with him and he knows me, he knows I'm a people pleaser. So he had me get the gym membership (laughs) and he knew that I would go because he wants to go. And because he knows that I'm a people pleaser, he's like, well, she should get the gym membership. So that if I want to go, she's going to feel bad not going. So so smart. I know Uh, he's an, he's has an engineer brain. It's crazy. Good thinking. Yeah. So then Uh I don't even know if that was his thought process at the time, but like, that's kind of what happened and you guys i'm I'm so i'm so pissed about how much of a difference that it made in my life that it's really 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 just wild to me like Mm -hmm. i gained 20 pounds in a year which is phenomenal like i'm back to a really healthy weight like my um my contamination anxiety isn't as bad anymore. Like my depression, like I'm still really depressed, but I think a lot of it is, you know, burnout and stuff, but like it really helped with my, like my bad depression. Like it helped with my, you know, like scroll addiction, like my sleep, like there's so many aspects of my life that working out and going to the gym actually really, really helped and impacted. And Mm -hmm. I'm pissed about it because Because, uh, yes, it's, it would have, would have, could have, should have, you know, like, it's just, yeah, I think back to that, sh- that stuff no, all the time. No, it's the fact that they were right. right. Oh, it's, okay, it's, it's not even, it's not even yeah. regret. It's just like, no. oh my God. 
It's just. Uh, you guys have heard me say this. I never took a walk or went to a gym and came home and said that was a fucking waste of time. Exactly. Never. Exactly. Never. So, guys, it can help. It can help. Get out there however you like to Take do it exercise. it from somebody that was extremely from, against it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really good anecdote coming from you because you're right. You I want, did not want to like it. You nope, did not did want not. it to work. I was really against it. Yeah. I not want, like against it, but you know. Yeah. yeah, I want to get fitter in ways that my drum set doesn't. My drum set is my gym, basically, but I think that if I That's can get... That's a good exercise. It is. It is good exercise, dude. Like, I, after a good session, I'm so sweaty that I just jump in the shower. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like... <laughs> Seriously. I throw my clothes like, <laughs> in the in the wash and jump in the shower because That's it's good. like, yeah. oh my gosh, I bet that's so cathartic for you. Mm-hmm. It, d- dude, yeah, it's like just, a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, absolutely. God, I would love that. I used to always want to be a drummer. Uh, uh, never too late. Come over. I can teach you. Really? Um, you could do it. Yes. I yes. Will. Anytime. Okay. Yes. Do you know how to play saxophone? Can um, you t- I do not, but I do you know think you could probably figure it out. I, I could, I, I know a couple, I know a really good saxophone player, jazz saxophone player. So I could probably, I have ask a saxophone in my closet. It's alto. I need to learn, but Lisa's- that's the first time I felt excited in weeks. You guys, Dude, wait, are you serious? Okay. We need to pursue this then. All right. Know, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to talk. I'm going to message him after this episode. I know, we got to note that. I'm going to put that in the back of my brain. You, you need to come over. We're going to play drums and I will, t- I'll talk to my friend and we'll Here's play crash good. bash. Anyway. Um, so depression. <laughs> Fighting depression, video games, music. All right. Um, so like, uh, exercise, brain activity, sleep, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, um, here's a fun, here's a fun activity. Imagine an air, an in-flight air magazine, like an, like an airline magazine, like an in-flight airline magazine that shows a map of all the places that the airlines visit. And that's a nice visualization for what a neurotransmitter system might look like between neurons. I like that. I like that imagery. So yeah, that's a good like little imagery that you can imagine. So just imagine that, you know, when you're depressed there, there's, there's a lot a lot of a lot of those flights get canceled and they can't connect to all of those places. We are clear for takeoff on here on 14. <laughs> <laughs> Today Wait. we are turning around because we're depressed and we can't. Uh, <laughs> we are out of gas. And- we're going to jettison some fuel by fuel. I mean, anything that makes sense in our heads yeah. right now. We're we experiencing are out some of turbulence. Uh, mentally um so we need to turn around <laughs> that's the name of the album mental turbulence that's actually cool that's a cool that's a cool name you're We're welcome. out of gas and bill put the wrong gas in the plane engine okay that hurts <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know two days ago was national aircraft maintenance technician day and that tore a scar off that i've been trying to build i literally for 30 years when mary said that in morning meeting she did yeah, she said, no, she said it was National Aircraft, whatever, yeah. whatever day. And I was like, hey, where's Bill? <laughs> Very funny. Uh, you know, the poster, Uncle Sam wants you. Mm-hmm. He means everybody but me. Yes. I broke a fucking Air Force jet. So, Nathan, mm-hmm. question. question. Where did you get that um, analogy from? Uh, from a book called uh, The Upward Spiral. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I like awesome. That. Who's yeah. that by? Do you know? Do you have um, that in front of you? I do not. I can Google okay, it. Okay, can we link? Can, we'll just just link, link it, it below because I'd like to read it. I can link it. I can link it. Do not go with social media. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I just realized what you were doing. <laughs> I was looking for the link. <laughs> it's by uh, it's by Alex Korb. Who is he? Why is he? Why should I listen to him? 
damn, let no, off being, the mat. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like this is something that I really okay. put into perspective when people are talking about mental health. He's Who are they? What are their accreditations? He's Alex Corb, PhD, is a neuroscientist, All writer, and coach. All you he need has to say. studied the brain and mental health for more than 15 years. I trust this man with my life. <laughs> from Brown University. So we'll that's, that's where Bill. That's where, that's where that's the university Bill. That's the university Bill. Uh, <laughs> Bill founded actually. <laughs> Brown University. He's the one I've been looking for my whole life. <laughs> Alex, where have you been? <laughs> he has to cancel his book signing in a man. Like, hey, Why do you leave me? Actually, <laughs> actually, oh, basically all of my research here has come from the book. So Okay, really cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that he's someone that we can trust. I think that's important, though, mm-hmm. to put into perspective for everybody, not just myself. Sorry, I didn't mean to point at you guys. That was really hostile. Um, no, I don't think they took it that way. <laughs> but like... Um, when you are reading specific books and you are engaging in, you know, researching and taking in information about mental health specifically, I mean, really anything, but specifically mental health, you want to make sure the people that you're getting your information from are licensed, are PhDs, are mm-hmm. researchers, you know, neuroscientists, mm-hmm. people who know what they're talking about, Yeah, you know, and research what they're talking about. Additionally, if you don't know if you can trust them, research mm-hmm. what they're saying or yeah. Or, um, you know, check out a subreddit that ha- that like that might have like authors that are worthwhile or 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 pay attention to, um, you know, audience reception of certain things. And if there's a, a huge crowd, if there's a huge crowd of people talking about how great this book is, you know, there's a good there's a there's there's a good there's a good chance it has something of value that people are finding. Not always, though. Uh, not always. No. Not always. But it is how I found this book, so okay, it, it can, so it can work. There you go. Um, plus, plus the description was uh, very uh, enticing to me as a researcher. I do also think too, with like the rise of social media and TikTok specifically, where people are you know open and honest about their specific experiences. A lot of times, people will be like, "Oh, you know what? I like me and my therapist talked about in session today," and then they'll like basically talk about that, which is really cool. But like, I would just urge people to like go and do additional research about, you know, things that they may find online or things that other people say that they may resonate with. Um, Mm -hmm. And also that goes for us too. Like we're just peer recovery supporters. We're just talking about our lived experience. So that's why we like to link things in the box. I mean, I'm sitting Mm -hmm. here thinking, okay, you like this because he has a PhD and for 15 years, the time people were trying to figure out what kind of medication I should be on. They were feeding me the, um, you know, deficit in your brain theory which was totally untrue these people were phds and medical doctors and yeah. fucking charlatans and yeah and that's and, the thing too about time and as it passes and more research goes on and people learn new <laughs> things and and um yeah mm-hmm. and that's why i do as much research as i can and read as many books as i can i agree with you and this is and why it all comes to me back to medication management mm-hmm. i mean symptom management yep Symptom management sometimes that includes medication. Yeah, it does for me. It yes, does. absolutely. It does because though, because chemicals still play a part. Absolutely, right? It's just not the end all be all, and I want to stress yes. that. Keep taking your medication. Yes, don't yes. stop taking your medication. Keep taking your medication because there's probably a lot of good that it is doing. Absolutely, and guess what? Section three is called chemicals. That's a great segue by Amanda. Totally unplanned. Well, technically, Bill started that segue. So 
Thanks, Bill. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> medication can help alter chemicals when there's chemical deficiencies and stuff like that. It's important to be, it's important to take those medications if it can help you, like Julie Matter just said. And th- I want to give you guys a quick rundown of the types of chemicals uh, that can affect depression that can create depression because can I guess? these can intersect these can intersect and combine in ways that create varying levels of different pro, uh, of different problems you want to you want to name some and see and i, I can tell you i, I can tell you if they're on there yes and see okay All serotonin right. yes dopamine yes norepinephrine yes cortisol. hold on uh oxytocin yes uh uh Wait, uh, cortisol. Okay, cortisol is not stre- on here. Which is the stress hormone. That's which, the bad side. Which could play into depression, but yeah. probably not primarily. Which is probably why it's not listed. Yeah. Well, so did we get them all? Y'all got not all of them. Okay, wait. They, and these aren't these aren't necess- These are also chemicals that can enhance that can that can combat depression. So. So oxytocin is one of them. I got mm, that. Um, yes. What's the other feel good chemical? Oh, anyways, just continue. We don't have to keep doing this, but so no, that this is a fun game. You guys got you got you guys got like I'd say like seventy percent of them. Oh, cool. So serotonin. Okay, there are a lot of chemicals involved in creating depression and combating it. So here we go. Serotonin improves willpower, motivation, and mood. Norepinephrine in uh, enhances thinking, focus, and deal and the ability to deal with stress. Dopamine increases enjoyment and is necessary for changing bad habits. ADHDers are notoriously low in dopamine, and that's why a lot of and stimulant cash, medications are helpful. I spend <laughs> facts, facts, though. I mean, facts. Peers, <laughs> man, it's crazy, bro. I wish I could get more cash chemicals in my brain, bro. Like, like I wish I could just like self-produce cash, like fill that whole lotter and lever. Oxytocin promotes feelings of trust, love, and connection, and reducing and reduces anxiety. Shit, I ain't got none of that. Uh, Apparently, I had an (laughs) overdose on the street about two hours ago. My God! (laughs) Oh, gee, yeah, that was that. That's a true story, by the way. Anyways, continue. GABA increases feelings of relaxation and reduces anxiety. Uh, melatonin enhances the quality oh, of sleep. That's what I didn't think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, endorphins provide pain relief yeah. and feelings of elation. You know, you could swim with endorphins in um, Florida. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I get that wrong? Dolphins? Dolphins. dolphins. In dolphins? Endorphin dolphins. Look at the dolphin shortage in my Now head. I just, now I'm, I got endorphin dolphins just swimming and, around everywhere. <laughs> now I'm always going to imagine endorphins as just little dolphins like swimming no, in my brain. No, that was you in the street earlier. The endorphin dolphins were just like, Nope. No thoughts in my brain. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Yeah. Uh, they're ferocious in packs, dude. Um, so the and uh, also endocannabinoids, which oh, improve your appetite and provide feelings of peacefulness and well-being. And yes, it's that's that is very much heard, supplied in weed. I heard yes. weed. We <laughs> have yeah. an entire endocannabinoid system running throughout our body. Which is why medical marijuana can which benefit is, people. Yes, which is why cannabis and things like that are mm-hmm. really beneficial. I actually have some experience with that. Struggle with depression. Yes, yeah, it can help you. It can if you're if you if you're in a spot and you know that your brain is putting you there and it's not helpful and you don't have uh, someone reliable who can help you, you know, or or you're just not feeling up to getting out. It can help. 
like it's it's total it's totally a thing now you can, can obviously also, be over reliant on it but right. it's like and it's it can the, also do the opposite yeah um unfortunately yeah actually it, that that it does depend on like you know how it where you where your brain you is at the it's, it depends on the person so yeah because like you definitely don't want to do too much of it because it can make you anxious. Mm-hmm. So it's the kind of thing where you have to be careful if you're going yeah, to, if you're my, going to be doing my it. prolonged use, um, ended up turning out very badly for me. So. Shit, man. My problem with it is I do not get the same result with the same strain two times in a row. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking if about. I did, you know, then if I knew I could count on something, to right. affect me a certain way it yeah. make me yeah. make it easier for me. Yeah, there's the sativa versus indica and kind of like that yeah, that can yeah, help yeah, but so, but that. some but for some people they don't even like believe in it. Some people some people it's, it's like not it a doesn't question really... of believing in it. It's a yeah, question I mean, it's of the my same own thing, experience. Right. It's also the same thing like you get with um medication in terms of manufacturers. You get Good medications from different manufacturers they affect you differently like tiva brand and other brands yeah will affect you differently and have a different makeup of that of that you know medication in it mm-hmm. um similar things with cannabis is that it depends on the grower and the cultivator on who absolutely who grew that specific strain on how it's going to end yeah but i'm still t- i'm t- i'm selling i could have the same jar when do it and a do week it. apart and not get the same effect. Yeah, so. different. I mean, it could be Again, a different it person. Really, just affect that specific thing. Human brains are complex, dude. Some people will have completely different reactions than you will. You know? Yeah, which is why I don't dabble in the occult. In, right, I, I don't dabble in. You it don't. You're missing out, bro. It's so unpredictable. And I don't like that. I don't yeah, like unpredictability. I got you. Yeah. Then, no. If it's uh, if it's unpre- if it's unpredictable, and yeah, that's kind of what Bill's saying too. If it's unpredictable, then you know, if it's it's best to have something to rely on. And if it's not something to rely on, and it creates chaos, it's not. The yeah. Best. Let me just let me just one more sentence to close this up for me. Some chaos is good though. Nothing bad ever happens. I don't ever have a reaction. I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. It just I don't get the same, um, you know, oh, good. ability. I don't yeah. get the same reduction in my anxiety sometimes. So fair. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I've, yeah I, I I can definitely say I have experience. I with can that. also. I mean, does it is it like the same? Are you looking for the specific terpenes that help you out? We can talk about this later. Yeah, we don't have to talk I mean, about terpenes is like that's, that's, that's some science. That's some deeper science. We don't have to talk about. It. We're talking about depression. We're not talking about cannabis. But um, but yeah. So like, but yeah, they can improve your appetite. And we have natural endocannabinoids that are in our brain, and so that it can it works with that, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So also. Um, those are so those are the chemicals uh i've just thrown out the definitions if you if uh if you if you want to learn more about them now you know what they're called and what they do and you can you can learn look into it yeah i think this is a lot of the reason why like biohacking became such a thing um like some years back because you know specific things that you do to help increase specific chemicals can you know help this this and this and you know, I think there's some truth to that, like, but I, I do too. Yeah, Tons. there's there's definitely truth to that, but I think too also like building new neural networks is, you know, another facet. That's and, freaking exciting, man. Yeah, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have a note here that says, uh, sunlight increases serotonin and melatonin when you go to bed. So go if you go for a walk at midday and get some get some sunlight, it's good for your brain. I think too that just that just uh, sparked a sparked a thought for me. Yeah, is that physical health 
is so, so important when we're talking about mental health. Yeah. You know, because there are a lot of times where you can be deficient in things and that could be the cause of your depression. Mm -hmm. If you are vitamin D deficient, there has been many, 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 many studies out there that have shown that it can literally cause depression. So it's very, very important that you like, I know people say the very basic, like make sure you're eating well and exercising and staying hydrated, but it's the freaking truth. Make sure you're going to the doctors if you can. Right. Um, And get your, get your labs taken and see if you're, you know, lacking in vitamin D or, you know, make sure that you're taking your multivitamins and things like that. Like, I don't mean to be like a, not to be like invalidating or anything to anybody who's truly going through this experience, but it is something that I think is important. To Absolutely. Can be playing a part in what you're going freaking through. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think that's a lot of the reason for me, cause I'm very vitamin D deficient. I hear um, you. Got you. Can take supplements. You can take walks. You can take supplements and walks at I the same time. Take, I actually take a tincture because I have a weird thing with pills where like, I don't like. Oh yeah. Them. I know I that. Yeah. No friend that did that Work and, for her. Yeah. And so I, um, I use tinctures, which is actually really beneficial. And the peanuts moving. I know it's freaking me out. I like it. <laughs> he's, he's using a magnet through the table. I'm sorry. I just derailed the conversation. Magnet. No, I know. I was sitting there looking at it like distraction. Yeah. There is no table. There is no, there's no table, but there's a peanut. There's so no the spoon. peanuts hovering, but there's no spoon. There is no spoon. I like rusty spoon. Rusty spoon. I went to salad fingers too. That's where my brain. <laughs> That's where my brain went. Oh my God. Funny. Um, I'm showing my age. <laughs> me too i guess so but um like then there's like um shoot uh what were we talking about before the peanut um god, god talking, damn it bill we're talking about sunlight <laughs> we love you though we're talking yeah, about sunlight. sunlight and walking and right. physical health all right so yeah physical health yes that it's it is the it's the fucking truth y'all i have i have a couple more fun facts if you want to hear them yes please i like fun facts i like learning so the um basically uh, the striatum and insula are two different parts of the brain that are connected to the limbic system. Mm. Uh, and they both rely on dopamine. The stri- And the striatum is something we inherited from dinosaurs. That's crazy. Wait, are we children of dinosaurs? How do we inherit it from them? Well, there's, uh, that's a really good question. The way that evolutionary, like I just talked to my homie, uh, T-Rexify. He's a YouTuber uh, and he's like the only living T-Rex. And so like we, he just like, he just gave me a syringe with some of his DNA stuck it in my arm. Like, you know, that's just how you do it. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question exactly, but evolution, (laughs) that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 65 million years of research. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, that's a, so it just, yeah. Dude, what if we, we are the dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Like that'd be crazy. Well, well okay. So actually birds, bro. Like, so birds, birds aren't real. Bird, just kidding. Forgot about that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. For, <laughs> sorry. Wait, sorry. I, I forgot promise. that birds are aren't real. <laughs> just like this table. No, they're apparently. actually just the government. Just like, like the table. Spying on us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 You, makes, have you not heard that sense. conspiracy it'll be like theory? The Hunger, it'll be like the Hunger Games where like the bird is like the camera. Have you what? heard that conspiracy theory though? The mm. people, there's people that genuinely think like, no, I've hate, heard lizard no, people. No hate. If this is what you, you think, not judging, just saying, um, there are people <laughs> genuinely out there that think birds are not real and that they are just like little drones that the government spies on us. Bro, I saw a bird video yesterday of a golden eagle picking up a mountain goat and throwing it off a mountain. That's really cool. Oh, no, and then going really and eating it. The goat. Yo, that yeah, is, kind that of is savage. That's, that's really intense. Sad, it's about 
most violent thing I've that seen next to chimpanzees sad. jumping each other in an alley. That is, um, which is crazy. No, that's crazy. I've I've seen a video of like of a snow leopard just like tackle a gazelle and just like tumble down a mountain. I was Bro, like, it was on curiosity stream. My depression at all. Like it was it was just crazy though. Like <laughs> it just how intense nature can be, dude. Uh, yeah, that was a tangent. Uh, <laughs> um, let's get back to helping depression. Saxophones and drum set. <laughs> How does that sound? The, the peanut is peanutting again. Well, I, let me get, let me, let me say this. Is what? I think community is a huge part. Absolutely. Of, community. Of um, combating depression, because I think a lot of my specific depression is trauma related, obviously, because, you know, I can't not talk about trauma because it's a part of my life. Um, and I think that when I was the most depressed, was because I was the most alone and also like going through all this really tough stuff. But that is absolutely true to me too. If I had like one person like on my team at that time, I don't think it, it would have gotten as bad as it. I got you fam. But I think that, you know, finding community in, in whatever you really can, I think is really important. Yeah. Here's what I follow your interests, find a community around it. Here's what I know. The reason I am not, still in my house not getting my mail and not taking showers is because I went to work. I didn't need to make money. I just needed to produce something. And what I produced was a community that accepted me. And you're exactly right. For me, that's what makes me able to get up every day. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I want to send my my love and validation to people who aren't maybe aren't experiencing that right now and who don't really have that right now. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways I'm kind of feeling, feeling similar because Mm -hmm. of coming out of my, you know, well, coming into my true authentic self and out of my trauma self. Um, I feel that it's hard for me to know what I enjoy, what I like, who I am. Oh my God. um, Because I'm learning who I am outside of all of those things. Yeah. And what you want to do instead of just conforming to people pleasing. Exactly. Or what is not self-medication or like, Oh yeah. Or like me, like removing myself from my own brain just to like get out of my head, you know? Yeah. Like self-abandoning. Yeah. I'm going to make you up for one second because uh, we've said this before, but the internet pretty much saved you. Yeah, yeah, I talk about this a lot. But- I didn't want you to get going on it. I just wanted to mention it and have yeah. you validate it because we would love to be able to be a part of a community for anybody that's looking for one. Yeah. That's, that's the reason I'm here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the reason. Yeah, I want to create a community that helps people that don't feel like they have a voice or hope or I just, those are the people that I'm, hoping we can we can get to that's yeah. me those those are you're talking about me i'm not saying come to this community because we will help you i'm saying i need you i need somebody else's experience you know what i mean it's a mutual we all come in the same fucking door let's and we resonate all the same door let's so it, it's every bit as much for me as for anybody else yeah. let's empath let's empathize i think that's awesome because i mean just reading a woman's blog post is what saved my life and Really kept me from knowledge is power. Really, really kept me from going down an even deeper and darker path than I was already oh, deep dark. already heading. 
Um, so I think that's, 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 it's a positive thing and it can be a positive thing. And so I think it's really important that, you know, that community is built and that people are, you know, Mm -hmm. finding those shared experiences and hopefully we're here to help um, vocalize and validate those shared experiences. Which reminds me, um, I've been meaning to make an in our issues discord server. I think I'm going to put that on my list of to do stuff because that, because that, because that will definitely help foster a community. We can have, it'll be like a little safe space for people to talk about what's going on. And we can also hop on there and respond to people and that'll be fun. Um, We want to do everything we can to help you guys out. And guys, I feel like this episode was a banger. I'm so, (laughs) I'm so happy we did this. Um, I think you guys are both awesome. Well, we have, we have like five or six minutes left. Do we? Yeah. Okay. So are you going to juggle? No, Is this where you're going to juggle? I have to go to the restroom. Oh, number one? Yes. All right, well, okay, then we got like three minutes. My bladder is like... You know, my <laughs> bladder is the size of an NBA basketball, which actually is any basketball pretty much. How'd you figure that out? I had to go to the urologist like when I was 30 and he put this thing up there and he started putting water in there to see um, <laughs> if my bladder was emptying correctly. And we're talking and there's a nurse in here too. And we're all talking and he's like, let me know when you need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I will. So we keep talking. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Not yet. Let me know. <laughs> and he got like He's wicked too out powerful. <laughs> he was like, you don't have to pee. I'm like, not yet. When it hit, it hit. He's like, that's the biggest bladder I've ever seen. Oh my God. Damn, this man is so powerful. Mine's yep. probably the size of a toddler. I'm going to be honest with you. I drink so much water every day. <laughs> and that's honestly, this is my, I just want to show everybody. This is my emotional support water bottle that I like to call it. Oh yeah. Flop on it. Yes. Helps combat depression. It helps keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily combating my depression, but it's definitely helping. I think grounding is really important for yeah. combating depression because I think one of the biggest things combating to help you. depression makes me feel like I'm like fighting it. Like, <laughs> like in a boxing ring, like in a boxing ring or something. Like yeah. finish him. Like finish him. Sweep the leg. Get over here. Fatality. Yes, exactly. Oh, um, I wish I could fatality my fucking depression. Dude, me too. Like, KO. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. <laughs> Amanda wins. <laughs> but, oh, I can't wait for that day. Um, I was going to say uh, that uh, like one of the things about grounding that's great is that uh, like if you have an activity, like for me, it's my drum set or making music or just something that's like gets you in the flow state, gets you out of your head and into the world. And mm-hmm. it can help you just and you get into that exercise, into that healthy routine, into those healthy habits that will take you away from whatever it is that's haunting you. And I want to encourage everybody out there to do what they can for themselves, because I believe in you. We believe in you. We got this together. I believe in we, we, we got it. We, the three of us believe in each other and it keeps us going. So, and I will say, and just want to add this as well, um, is that dissociation is a big part of my depression, which I don't know if that is a depression thing or a trauma thing. Probably it's probably, it's probably a mixture. Yeah. Probably more of a trauma thing I would say, but I can't okay. say that for a fact. Um, okay. And sometimes it's okay to just let yourself be in that moment because dissociation is often our brain's way of saying like this situation or what I'm experiencing mm-hmm. right now is a little bit too hard. And sometimes like mm-hmm. I was 
recently, like talking to my therapist about this, because I used to fight my dissociation so hard, tooth and nail, like to claw my way out of it. Like I would try all the grounding techniques I could. I would really, really try to do a lot. Um, And sometimes it's okay to just sit in that dissociation and allow yourself to come back to yourself, Um, which I think is why, you know, grounding is really important and, Mm -hmm. you know, just meeting yourself where you're at. I think especially when you're experiencing depression is really huge and it's really, really important. And just being so, so patient with yourself and not getting mad at yourself because you can't do things. I mean, I think that was a big part of my therapy session with my therapist when she was like, Amanda, you're depressed. Um, Because I was just so frustrated that I couldn't do all of these things that I at one point had the ability and the energy to do. And like, I was just frustrated that I'm not like normal people. Like I'm not like a normal person. Like I'm not like all these people that I see on social media. The neurodivergent struggle. I'm having FOMO so bad all the time. Oh, I feel that. But yet I have no energy to do anything. And even when people do include me, like I don't go because I can't like all of those things are extremely valid and just be patient with yourself and don't beat yourself up because I think the worst thing for my depression at the time was being shamed about it. I think you said something along those lines a few weeks ago, which is, I'm going to paraphrase, give yourself the grace that you give everyone else. Mm -hmm. I mean, you I shortchange myself on grace all day. Every day that's my (laughs) go-to, but I'll give it to anybody else, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make sense that way. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Treat yourself like a peer that you love and respect. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important. And for those that don't know, dissociation in in definition form is uh, when you feel disconnected from yourself, your feelings, your identity, everything. Yeah, there's multiple forms of dissociation. Um, There is derealization, which is where um, derealization, depersonalization, and then there's, you know, and then there's um, like dissociative disorders. Mm -hmm. So those are all things that we can talk about in future. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is just part one of depression because we're gonna. Oh, there's shit, this is really? a, this is a deep this is a deep t- this is a deep topic. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> guys, I'm no I'm nowhere near done with this book and I'm loving it so far. So I'm oh, probably good. gonna have some more material. I'll probably read it too. It's really good because um, Alex, you know, he's gonna save my life. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Alex, <laughs> I've been waiting for him my whole life. I've been waiting for this moment. Oh my God. Well, don't forget you're awesome. We are the In Our Issues crew. That includes you. I'm Nathan. I'm Amanda. I'm Bill. And we'll see you next time. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Peace. Really, is that the only reason you guys are here is because it's my house? Is that why I get to play with you? What are you talking about? I'm talking about what we said. I'm here for the cookies and the and the bladder facts. I feel like that kid that had the really nice basement when you were growing up that you got to go hang out and smoke pot in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's part I mean, of the reason why I'm here, but it's not the whole reason. No? Dude, you perked up for a second. You didn't mean to, but you did. I was impressed. Oh, hell yeah. That was a good one, guys. The bravest thing you can do for yourself is staying alive in a time of crisis, guys. I want you to know that if you're going through it and you're listening to this right now, I'm freaking proud of you for staying here, listening, looking for help. That's huge. Remember, this too shall pass. The suicide hotline in the U.S. is 988. If you don't live in the U.S., a quick Google will help you out. I'm very excited to announce that we have a special guest, Michael Copage, joining us next time. We had an awesome conversation about how mental health can be affected by cultural upbringing and socialization. 
Podcast production work and original music by me. Video production work by Brian Snape. Don't forget you're awesome. See you next week.